listening to Around Comics. Yeah, I hate David Lynch, too. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Around <laughs> Comics. I'm Brian Salazar, and I'm joined by my partner in crime, Christopher Neesman. What's up, my brother? Um, I don't know. It feels like this huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. I'm a little bounce in my step. You know, the birds were singing. Sun is shining. It's like 72 degrees and sunny in Wisconsin. It's Yeah, yeah the weather's been amazing, hasn't yeah. it, in the Middle It's been rainy, know, rainy, some rainy. weird shift in the universe. I don't know. I can't read your uh, your so you're you you always have a clever little uh, name that you change and I, this oh it says count the dot dot don't count the votes oh <laughs> all right there we go always something <laughs> Tom should be joining us shortly um, I believe he he's he's putting his children to bed reading them uh, Silver Age Flash stories I would imagine trying to get them to nod off but. Yeah. yeah, you think he's already up to the flash, or is he? You know, does he, you know at some point doesn't he just start playing you know repeats of of Tom versus the JLA to lull them to sleep? <laughs> yeah, well, those are way too know. exciting for bedtime stories. <laughs> we'll see. We'll have to find out what what he is, what his bedtime stories are. I bet Tom actually you know reads pretty normal sort of books to his kids, but it's a fun normal, to imagine childhood books. It's, yeah, it's fun. It's funner yeah. to imagine him reading like Kirby and and you know just. But I love the idea of him doing it exactly as he did. You know, Tom versus the Flash, like it just so his own commentary in all of it, and and you know that that was his that's his kids' bedtime stories. That's... And so elongated man does something really ridiculous here, but no, I it's I. I... <laughs> See, Tom is like uh, the uh, Tales of H.P. Lovecraft kind of nighttime reader. Gordy, Gordy Adams joins yeah. us on, uh, on hey, Facebook. Gordy. He says, Gordo. right, explain matter-eating lad to kids. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that could take a week, you know. I had a, a weird thing with my kid. The other day we were, we were driving, I was driving my daughter, and uh, it was raining, and she's like, "How come only like SUVs don't have, or only SUVs have rear windshield wipers?" And I was like, okay. "I don't, I don't know why only SUVs have rear." And I, I honestly, yeah, don't Not really true. have an answer for you. Hatchbacks, yeah. Have well, them. some Priuses, I think Priuses. I found out today Priuses have them, but most cars don't have rear rear windshield wiper, and it's and it's. It, Evidently, it's because of SUVs and boxier cars aren't aerodynamic enough to, you know, uh, push the rain off the rear windshield. Okay. Um, okay. Whereas, uh, oh, there he is, a uh, president-elect Tom Capers. Hey. I refuse to concede that the, your president-elect status, sir, there will be no I transition think, of power. I think I think we'll uh, let the court settle this. <laughs> We're gonna have to go to court. We're gonna have to I go know. to court. Frivolous lawsuits. <laughs> 
What's happening, Tom? We were just debating whether or not you read like Silver Age Flash, uh, Carmen Infantino era Flash to your kids at bedtime. I have. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've read um, uh, like different showcases I have around. Sometimes if we're like yeah. looking for something to read, my Can you explain to them like pay for higher work. <laughs> I'm like, hey, listen, it's uh, he used These guys to, all like, died poor. <laughs> he used to like Legion of Superheroes, um, just because like he's a kid, so like he likes like there's a thousand different characters. And well, like, Gordo, Gordo asked if you uh, explained uh, Matter Eater Lad to your children. Sure, dude. He just eats eats stuff. <laughs> kids, kids don't think about it that hard. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, oh, cool, yeah. He's, uh, not, he's not wrapped up in continuity yet. He hasn't gotten to that point. No, yet. he just like he literally when we used to do that. Now he loves sports books and um, Dog Man and a few com you know superhero stuff here and there. Like, like sports books. You means like. Like three nights in three nights in August. The no, he'll like get like uh, sports almanacs, like oh, okay. elastic, like sports almanac books about like the who won the Super Bowl last year, like the greatest NFL players of all time. Like he's into that right now. Dogman, occasional superhero book in there if he gets like bored of. Like, they have to have fights. Some yeah, a lot of fights. Same thing. He doesn't want. He wants he, the more characters, the better. He just wants like a new character on page, like every five minutes. He used oh, to we, love. Legion is perfect for him then. Yeah, he used to love looking through um, the almanac, the A to Z ones. You know, like oh, the, all the, the Marvel Universe stuff. Well, the I had the DC one, and he loved because oh. he would just flip through it and be like, "Who's this character?" You know, like. It's just like, you know, pure kid curiosity. Mm -hmm. That was like, cool. Yeah, like, who's this? Who's the, you know, like, so it works. Worked for him. You mean he doesn't, like, overthink and analyze things? And really <laughs> no, zero yeah. thought about anything. It's great. <laughs> Not it's a slightly nice. obsessive middle-aged man doing a podcast about he loves. That's a thing. He, he likes a good Silver Age Superman story now and then. They're really easy to understand, like mm -hmm. you know, like they're not complicated. Pretty straight. and like they're pretty straightforward and they're pretty goofy. Like you, you know, like if Superman has a robot that looks like him, you know, my kid will be like, "Oh, he made a robot." You know, like he's not, yeah, <laughs> yeah <you> can't <laughs> have just, a lion for a head. It's like yeah, it's just purely like in the moment enjoyment of it without like a whole lot of. Um, baggage to go with it so everyone he likes captain carrot too oh nice hey, all right yeah he likes the How captain can you not carrot. like captain carrot he likes it yeah i got uh, he's got the captain carrot showcase in his room and he reads that every once in a while like he likes he likes that love it it's funny i was thinking uh because they they announced uh, did you guys watch the Venture Brothers? Are you Venture Brothers? I love Venture Brothers. Yes. I yeah. love Venture Brothers. That, maybe Brian Azzarello is my favorite character. What, yeah. <laughs> one, of my, one of my favorite shows ever is the Venture Brothers. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, 
I'm like, why do I love that show so much? What what is it? I mean, it's obviously hilarious and mm. and you know it harkens back, but it is a purely like I don't know that there's another show that I watch that ever gives me the the pure sort of nostalgic rush and makes me feel like I did when I was a kid. Like for yet some reason that like show Quest. yet you what? don't like Johnny Quest. I've never really watched Johnny Quest. I've never got it. I tried to watch it a couple times. I thought it was boring. Kind of boring. It's boring. I don't find it interesting. What when I, I think of Johnny Quest, I think of my grandparents' house, and that being like the only thing on. Yeah, like, Johnny. Quest. Right after like Popeye cereals, Johnny Quest is the David Lynch of cartoons. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Nah, I'm no, saying David more entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> more entertaining. David Lynch more entertaining than Johnny Quest. <laughs> I know, but the what it is is I was thinking about it a little bit, and it's like there's something about I get a feeling about whenever I put on an episode, it doesn't matter which episode, but it's like I there's this feeling I get of I never know where that show's gonna go. Like though it's this, it, mm. it could be any kind of adventure any episode and that it was it was like that thrilling thing as a kid that so many shows that like i love lost in space as a kid Uh oh we lost we lost uh, he's, ah! he's getting naked chris is ah! getting naked. um but like lost in space that was the same thing like every episode anything could have happened like and and there was ne- never any like rhyme or reason there wasn't any sort of like uh hmm you know, wall for it to break through. Like it could just do whatever it wanted to do. And that's what I love about um, Venture Brothers. I get that same feeling like as silly and fun as is like they could just go anywhere they want, like in that show, Mm -hmm. which I think is such a brilliant thing that they kind of built into it where there's no real uh, limitations. I mean, obviously the writing is really funny and, and just the, the, Mm the way that they, you know, play on all the tropes of comics and cartoons and everything from when we were kids. But it's really that, for me personally, like it's that feeling of adventure that that has. I don't Ad- get that. Adventure. Adventure, yes. <laughs> adventure. And I'm really sad that it's not going to be back. It sucks that it's... Uh, Isn't there a talk that HBO Max might pick up the final season? I wish they would, man. Let them, let them at least get a final season and finish it. But God, I wish they would just do, I could watch 20 more seasons of that show. I, I would keep I would, making uh, it. Yeah. Just keep, just give me more and more of it. I can never, there do now he's back. What happened? My flask fell off the shelf and oh, oh, oh. connection. Oh no. True story. <laughs> true, true. My flask is also my Wi-Fi router. True story. <laughs> Uh, Neil Johnson says, "Imagination is the limit." You're right, Neil. That is correct. You are and right. Page, page count. That's uh, the only limit. I, I think it's it's a funny thing. Like I think we get like so stuck in our heads that things have to be a certain thing, and only can be that certain thing. You know what I mean? You see that in nerds so much. Like nerds. Once something, nerds. <laughs> once something is is something, it's like uh, there's no changing it. Ruining, yeah. ruining what, what about the internet hate for uh the carnivorous uh baby yoda oh i don't think it was hate was it there's a lot yes anger anger people were, un- people were unsettled poor little froglets he's a carnivore 
<laughs> or I you know, felt it on he, Facebook today. He's a monster. Or yeah, he, but they're, it, they're it, unfertilized it, eggs. I eat unfertilized eggs all the time. Right. You eat them all the time. It's, what, you know. <laughs> I just think it, it was shocking. I had some today. I mean, he didn't make an omelet out of them. You know, yeah. it wasn't like he made some grotesque, uh, you know, presentation, some sort of ritual of, you know, cooking with a bunch of... He just, just, just swallowed it all. I, I did see a, a Glenn Danzig quote today that said, you know, egg salad really is just chicken salad, if you think about it. <laughs> there you go. What I was watching... Um, Showtime's uh, there's a five part five part series on the Comedy Store in Los Angeles, the the famous mm -hmm. Comedy Store, sure. uh, Mitzi uh, Shores Comedy Store and everything. But uh, one of the they uh, they go back and talk to a lot of the comedians that came through there, and one of them, Jay Leno, and he was just talking about joke writing. He's like, yeah, there was a I, I keep having this joke in my head that I can't ever quite figure out. It's not really good, but it's like. You know, whenever you eat something strange, everyone always says it tastes like chicken. Frog legs taste like chicken, and you know, whatever the snake tastes like chicken, alligator tastes like chicken. The only thing that doesn't taste like chicken is eggs. And he's like, it's not a great joke, but it's <laughs> a joke there. There's a joke there. There's there is a joke there. There's something somewhere. there. Yeah, I, I love the video game culture um, that that we're in, and I and I'm not, no bones to pick with it. I love playing video games, but I actually saw this last episode of Mandalorian described as a side mission. <laughs> They're all kind of side missions in a yeah, way. It's a side mission. Yeah, it's episodic. It's very episodic. Yeah, yeah. But but to refer to it as a side mission, I thought was, side. was kind of was kind of funny. Some amazing cutscenes mm -hmm. in between. Uh yeah. I Fun. guess the uh I saw something today there was a painting, an original uh painting um, I can't think of the guy's name who did all the 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 work from Star Wars, the original series. But um, yeah, the concept in, artist. Yeah, I can't think of his name. Anyway, um, somebody on maybe on Facebook or Twitter will tell us. But uh, there was a painting he had done concept work for a part of the show that never got filmed, never got made. But it was an idea about Luke. Uh, running into like these giant white spider things. Oh yeah, they, uh, the painting uh, is okay. The Favreau absolutely took it from that painting. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're using that. Yeah. yeah. As soon as I saw those things, I had some serious like alien vibes. I'm like, if these are fake fuckers. Yeah, Ralph McQuarrie's. Uh, Ralph McQuarrie, Gordy, Gordy gave yeah. us. It was concept art from Empire Strikes Back? I think yeah. at some yeah. point they were going to have. There, there, there was that moment. I was like, "Are, are we crossing universes?" And these are going to be face huggers. <laughs> yeah, they looked like it a little bit. Yeah, you know, hey, dude, baby Yoda ate one of them though. <laughs> yeah, fucker will eat anything. Man. He's hungry, man. Anything in his mouth. <laughs> he's hungry. Brandon said, "Feed that, uh, that Yoda." Man. Around making stew in a swamp. You really think he's not putting some sort of protein in there? <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> It really is, yeah. It really is fun. Um, but what's um? Uh, that's a little bit of our, our TV recaps, which we seem to be jumping into. Uh, there were some decent comics that came out in the last week or so. Uh oh, what a, we're brandishing shivs and knives. Ah. You can kill someone with a pencil. Yeah. Um, do I need to get something pointy around here? <laughs> need a weapon. We gotta defend ourselves in the coming civil war. Are you prepared? Are you prepared? Wow, look at that. That was 
nice uh, force. Uh, how are you? Uh, are you investing in gold? Oh yes. <laughs> so uh, really nice comics week. Uh, anything that you guys read? Garbage. Uh, no. Week? Huh? No, I was kidding. Um, I'm just catching up on stuff. I was catching life. up on yeah on uh the Jimmy Ol the Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. Ooh, the uh, fraction uh, lever. Yeah. Awesome. It's very good. Very good. Yeah. I think I slight I mentioned it briefly before, but uh I'm almost almost all the way through it. And it's it's really, you know, you're talking about sort of like um anything can kind of happen. You know, it's it's a really great modernization of uh what makes <laughs> the Silver Age comics so fun is that it's so low stakes. Like not, there's oh. nothing truly at stake ever, which sounds like a terrible way to write a story, but it's actually kind of fun because well, it's freeing. It's you know Jimmy Olsen, you know, um, kind of fakes his own death and becomes Timmy Olsen and becomes like a blogger in Gotham City who's like super mean, and it turns out that that gets him more page hits than being Jimmy Olsen, which was the only thing that was that makes the daily planet any money is Jimmy Olsen doing like dumb shit and people clicking on it, you yeah. know? So like this whole idea of viral, like, news, that's viral. Yeah. Like he's like a viral sensation, but just like, also, you know, it's sort of broken up into that, like really annoying way. Kirby would break up a book into like how many like first pages can I fit into one comic book? You know? So like every five <laughs> pages is the first page. Yeah. <laughs> like the next chapter, right? It's a new adventure. <laughs> and it's like, why is he in Nepal? And, but, but it's but, always like really, it's like really jarring to read. It's like one of the things, as much as I love like the fourth world books, like that's the thing that makes me the craziest after a while, or like Commandy. <laughs> so it's like, dude, I cannot take any more intro like, pages and any more chapter divisions. Like, this is like insane. Like, it's fine if you read one issue and you're like, ah, it's a couple of them. And then after you read, like, three in a row and you're like, Jesus Christ. Like, please, just, like, stick to the chapter for a little while. So it's always, like, there's... And they, they have so much fun with that of, like, these long intros to, like, this next chapter. But they also kind of modernize it by, like, breaking up the story so it's not totally linear at first. So you do have, like, these totally random chapters where you're like, wait, what? what is happening? Like, why is this happening? And... uh you know, so it's like a great mix of uh, taking that thing that still drives me fucking crazy. That, that's the thing there's about some, he always loved some about was that he was Fraction was always I always always considered him as like a comedic comic book writer. I mean, you look at at all of the early stuff that he was. I mean, even Casanova had a lot of humor in it. But Five Fifths of Science, we loved that. And then you know he got popular and had to write a lot of serious Marvel work, but it's nice to see him back and really kind of embracing that really good humorous side yeah. of what he, what he writes. Cause and, he's really good at it. And the art is perfect for it. It's uh, just really like the, the Steve Lieber art is just, you know, like the perfect way of telling this sort of like fun mystery, but also just like insane story. Um, that's funny. It's great. I love it. Yeah, I I love those intro and like I hate 
long chunks of of like paragraphs of oh yeah it's... exposition in comics like the if there's the the only writer that i've ever read any of their like exposition like their you know kind of literary pages in a comic is, is Moore. alan moore and it's like if you're not alan moore stop trying it because you're <laughs> shitty even his stuff was shitty but it was just good enough to 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 bother reading it it's like Stop putting paragraphs of fucking information in the back of your comic books. I don't fucking care. I don't. It's you're nothing you write is going to be interesting enough for me to care that much that I'm going to read four pages, extra pages of, of a book yeah. to understand your fucking backstory of your comic. But these were so well done and so funny. Yeah, and and just I mean, each one was just its own sort of joyful thing to to read and and. The way they were, you know, some of the alliterations that they would go on, on yeah. and on and on, you know, and making fun of that kind of thing, and are just uh, like, yeah, it, <laughs> you know, it captured also to like the not just storage, but like a little bit of Bronze Agey, you know, like uh, his landlord lawyer, you know, it's pretty much like sort of a new take on like a funky Flashman type, right, right. Like, you know, like they sort of you know, discordant, weird, like, mix of all these things, and, like, it's uh, still, like, a pretty good story, and I mean, Jim, you know, anytime you can get a great Jimmy Olsen story, oh. it's great, because Jimmy Olsen is such a great I, character. I loved it because it wasn't, like, the same kind of Jimmy Olsen, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't just the sort of uh almost annoying sidekick character mm. like you know it, it was much more of um i mean he was goofy and and silly and that kind of thing but kind of gave him like a backstory and a personality an yeah, actual yeah. personality and like an actual perspective and like wanting you know things that he wanted or things that he you know was trying to do and he was kind of a douche and or the idea that the olsons and the luthors have been yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like like just sort of these like touches of like who jimmy olsen History. is you know yeah. he's yeah. like from this what he's like a, this goofball from like a wealthy family it, had, somehow it, is like, it has i mean for the for the for the 90s kids uh it has a little bit of a parker lewis can't lose vibe to it is <laughs> a little bit am i really off on that I love no. the idea of him just he goes to Gotham City and he's like in his sad Gotham City apartment and he's like it's dark here. It's always dark in Gotham. <laughs> he's got like his crazy board where he's got all the clues yeah. he's put together and just like Well there, it was almost a self awareness uh you know of you know d does he break the fourth wall? I don't ever I don't think so. I mean like the chapter divisions essentially do because they yeah. acknowledge that you are you know, okay. reading a story, you know, like, yeah. but I don't think he does. I don't think the character does it. Anymore. I think it had, yeah, Parker Lewis. I, I think some of that it had, I mean, even like, uh, what's his name? Um, Ferris Bueller, Ferris, you know, Bueller. Ferris Bueller in it. That, yeah, that's sort of like, you know, kind of slacker loser, but somehow figures out he, you know, he's just cool enough and, <laughs> yeah, you know, clever enough to figure his way out of trouble and, yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't be surprised if those were inspirations for it. I just love 
like the part of the evil plot against Jimmy Olsen involves like injecting him with the wrong lizard huh. serum. You know, like he was gonna get injected with this type, but we switched <laughs> it with the turtle. Like, like part of the scheme is like we're just he thinks oh, he's getting oh, a Mako oh, lizard, oh, but we're oh, actually oh. putting a turtle DNA in. You really set yourself up for possible, you know, <laughs> shenanigans when your life is filled with constantly being injected by lizard yeah, serum. Getting dropped from space, you know. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, great. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, like I said, it's great to see Fraction back kind of doing stuff that, that we fell in love. Yeah. You know, having- and also a really good Lex Luthor in those as well. Like, I like that sort of take on Lex Luthor where he's kind of I don't, like Lex Luthor himself has kind of got a little more character, you know, where he's not totally right. defined by like Superman. His relationship with Superman. Yeah. It's like interesting to see Luthor like outside of that and sort of like given a chance to sort of like have his own character. Well, that I mean, even just like, you know, seeing, Gotham City, seeing Metropolis, seeing the other characters more from Jimmy's perspective, yeah, and how they treat him, <laughs> slapping the vape pen out of Lois's <laughs> hand. <Yeah. laughs> it's for teens. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like just seeing that kind of stuff was really kind of fun because you always just see it from like you know yeah. Metropolis is always just from Superman, sort yeah. of, or or maybe Lois's, but you know it's it's generally about Superman. Where this yeah. was like. You know, it wasn't as um, serious, maybe, or it just wasn't, you know, it didn't have to be as serious. It was just sort of like, like you said, yeah. low consequence. I got to find the the page where he slaps the vape pen out of her. <laughs> that made me laugh. The very few times in a comic have I li- laughed out loud, but I got I forget what the sound effect that went with it was. It was like a, a vape pow. <laughs> I I do, I, Chris. I will agree with you. Like I, you know, I was early on, like you know, the, the rest of us. I was a big Fraction fan, and then I felt like, yeah, I felt like there was this weird like cult of personality that built up around him or something. Like he mm-hmm. you know, he he started writing big, bigger books, bigger titles, and then it became more about like Matt Fraction's personality or Matt Fraction, you know, the brand. Yeah. Than necessarily just like his work, and I really fell off from enjoying a lot of his work. Yeah, I, I, this- I, yeah, that was the thing. It's like I stopped seeking it out, and there was a while I'm just like, yeah, this is one of like my top three writers in comics. Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, and it's just so. Yeah, hopefully he'll do more of this kind of stuff because this was really fun. And he's a funny and- guy. Yeah, very funny and very clever. And this is, I mean, this is kind of a perfect book for him because it's like he obviously has a deep, like, understanding of the history of of DC Comics and these characters. But he also is is clever and funny where he can put such a twist on it and look at it from a different perspective where I don't know, you know, and he doesn't have necessarily the same reverence that maybe some other writers mm-hmm. might have where they wouldn't do some of the stuff in this book you know what i mean which which i think is i think that might be what i liked about fraction early on was his irreverence mm-hmm. and then it, he became sort of like bendis jr yeah 
Yeah. What's, you know your, what I mean? what's your Avengers story? Yeah, yeah you know, we were, on, we were on his Wikipedia page for at the, for a little while, I think. I was? No, we were, the, the oh. show, um, because um, we talked to him in 2006, and he's a big Cubs fan, and we got into, I got into a little beef with him, and he... And he made a bet with me that if the Cardinals won the World Series that year, that he would blow up St. Louis in in Casanova. He would make a point oh, of writing that in. I do remember that. Um, Two thousand six World Series champions. I don't think that he ever he ever made good on that on that. Never bet. did blow up St. Louis, huh? I don't Son think of a bitch. He's a welcher. Yeah, yeah. Roll back the tape. It's time to make good on his promise and destroy St. Louis. Well, have Jimmy Olsen destroy St. Louis. Yeah, I think it was a, I, if the Cardinals win, I will blow up St. Louis. <laughs> so. Well, to go off of that, I'm giving up on baseball completely. We don't we don't need to get into that. Well, <laughs> no, what was your what was your oh, is it the DUI? Jesus fucking Christ. They I mean <laughs> can, can we not play? hire a, a geriatric <laughs> Alcoholic to manage <laughs> this exciting young new fucking team. Now, a couple glasses of wine with dinner. They need to fire his ass. They never should have fired hired him. They should need to fire his ass right now. And Jerry Reinser should fucking step down as chairman of the fucking White Sox for ruining this goddamn team. I'm I, I, I just never understand these rich dudes. Who can't fucking just hire? The first thing I would do if I was that wealthy was would be hire someone to drive me everywhere, so I don't have to fucking think about right? it. Right? Like, but here's the thing: is that Tom would hire someone to drive him, but he would ride in the front seat. <laughs> I'm sitting. <laughs> That'd be my first thing. I'd be like, "Fuck that! I'm not driving anywhere. Everywhere yeah, I, I go, that. I'm gonna I'm gonna get drunk. It's like a it's a it's a behavior of um." I don't know. An it's asshole. like a, yeah. I mean, it's so irresponsible, right? And it's just so like, I don't know, man. And you're like 78 years yeah, old, dude. Come on. Why yeah. are you even getting that drunk to begin with? Yeah, Jeez, dude, come on. Where are you even <laughs> going at 78 years old? Why are you not? It may have only been a glass of wine. You if she should... wants to pull that off, he needs to coach the Brewers. That's dude. The you place. should. <laughs> He shouldn't be driving anything but a golf cart. Yeah, that is like uh, it's just like what kind of what can we? How can we ruin this young fun team? Let's if how, how can we turn the bad the good vibes into just awful vibes? We have we have more excitement around our franchise in a hundred fucking years, and we ruin it in a month. How can we get a, a how, what kind of wet blanket can we drape over? <laughs> On that note, Tom, if a Brewers manager got pulled over and didn't get a DUI, uh, yeah. people would be upset. Yeah, I Jesus Christ. Yeah, Wisconsin. Come on. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you guys check out uh, Sweet Tooth: The Return? I have not yet. I've never read Sweet Tooth. You I never to- read Sweet Tooth? I started reading it and I was I was like, why am I reading this? I don't this I don't as oh, much I really as I like What's the fighting? I, I really, Yeah, I don't know. It it's it, I really love Jeff's work and at that time I, I really love Jeff's work. And uh, and so yeah, I love the it, it's it's one of those like three books that like made me cry at the end. You know, it's it's pussy. 
Uh, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Uh, but if you if you if you read Sweet Tooth, this uh, appears to be a, a six issue miniseries that's following a following up. And uh, can, can you explain to me what the first series was about? Uh, it's 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 it is uh, dystopian, post apocalyptic. Uh, basically, there was a uh, uh, a great sickness that uh, that basically wiped out almost the entire uh, population of of humans. And somewhere in there, there was a a crossbreeding of like human animal hybrids that emerged out of this um this big pandemic and so the 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 planet is basically um it's split control between uh between the remaining humans and these hybrids and um i think they were the children were born as hybrids so maybe i did read it yeah and so what the main character is gus which I think is named after Jeff's kid. I think his, I think his son is named Gus. Um, but yeah, Gus, Gus is like this boy deer character, and and it follows Gus as he kind of tries to figure out the truth of stuff, and you know finds other hybrid kids, and they've got a, you know, they get captured by evil scientists and have to you know break out and find their way in the world and. And at the end, everything is great. And so, and uh, this picks up 300 years later, and apparently the same thing has happened, and all of the hybrids uh, have been wiped out except for this one uh, kid who looks a lot like Gus. 300 years later? It's 300 years later. All right. And so, I think I did read, I think I maybe, well, maybe I didn't finish it. I don't know. I, I think I did. I do remind as you were saying it. It'll, it'll make you cry. It will make you cry. <laughs> You're gonna shed a tear. You will shed a tear. No, guarantee. I, I don't have that. You will cry. You will cry. cry. You will cry big. Man, I have never ever cried. In a comic. You no, no comic never. has ever made you cry. Never. Like why the last man? What the fuck am I crying about that for? You, you never really cried about you have a, a gnarled up black <laughs> piece of coal in your chest. Don't I you? will tell you, you know what it made you me didn't cry when Superman died. Though? You know what made me misty the other day is uh, I was watching, I was catching up on Archer. <laughs> Archer, and uh, I know Archer makes you cry. Yeah, well, it was, it was, there was so oh, yeah, the episode when Pam got really thin. No. Oh. No, it was it was the episode where Archer comes. Spoilers: where Archer comes out of his coma, his three year coma. So it's the episode nine. It's like season whatever nine, episode nine, something like that. And he comes out of his coma, and then his mom's there in the hospital, and he, he's like, "Why are you here? It's like the middle of the night." And the nurse is like, "Well, she's always here," and she's like, "I'm not always here." And then they pan to like this little office room where she obviously has been sleeping out of a suitcase on a cot for the last three years. Oh, and they just sort of slow pan on this room, and I'm like, oh, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> She's been living there the whole time. <laughs> Mallory, you won't cry about about a poor dear boy, but Mallory Archer makes you cry. 
Mallory Archer makes me cry because I'm very much like Mallory Archer, where on the facade, I have no <laughs> emotions, but deep down, I really do care and love uh, people. So, yes, sure. that, 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 that is probably, <laughs> if I'm going to self-analyze myself, it is Mallory Archer is more like me than, you know, than I want to admit. That's funny. <laughs> we've, we've cracked. Hey, Gordy's with me. Up. Gordy just posted a comment. He said, I cry at movie sports and songs, but never reading a comic book. Okay. So, I don't know. I cry at the end of every comic book. <laughs> <laughs> I cry before I read them. Because it's over. I cry at the price of fucking comic <laughs> books. Three ninety nine for this piece of shit? Do I want to do this? Uh, so... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to uh, take no. you away from. Uh, if you are a Sweet Tooth fan, it's obviously something worth worth uh, checking out. Um, like I said, it's going to be a six issue series, so that might be. A, I like the first issue; it'll probably be a trade waiter for me at this point. Sounds good. Yep, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's Lemire back in Sweet Tooth. I like it. <clears throat> I read, got it, uh, baby. I didn't read anything new. I, I read a couple of second issues of stuff that I've already talked about. So I'll just touch on it quickly. Yeah. Ah! I really like this. <laughs> I really fun? love this Hellblazer so far. It's fun. Yeah. Tom Taylor's quickly becoming a favorite of mine. Um, oh, hold on. What the hell was going on here? What was that? Did your flask fall again? <laughs> Now we have no sound for Chris. Wow. What is he what is he doing? Real, I don't know. Real professional. Real oh, professional no. we got wow. here. Wow. Um, anyway, so yeah, Hellblazer Raisin uh, Rise and Fall, book two, black. This is a black label. It's Tom Taylor and Derek Robertson with Diego Rodriguez. Um, first of all, I want to say this is probably my favorite. I think I said this already about issue one. But it's probably my favorite Derek Robertson Robertson art. I don't know if he just mm -hmm. like spent more time with it or what, but I, I really feel like it's some of his best work. I've never been that huge of a Derek Robertson fan as far as like as a like he's a very good comic book, you know, storyteller as an artist. Mm. And but I always felt like his art was sort of like, eh, just nothing special to me. Mm. Um but I feel like in these two issues, he's really done a better job, or at least some stuff that I like more um, on this book. But uh, this is a really fun Hellblazer story. Um, and I don't, I'm not going to get into it real deep, but at one point, there's a, there's a hilarious part where um, the devil tricks uh, Constantine into thinking they had sex, which is, which is pretty hilarious. And so, just that alone is is sort of worth uh, the uh, the eleven ninety nine or whatever these books cost. No, six ninety nine. The twelve, the twelve ninety nine. Twelve, twelve ninety nine. <laughs> a book, and then and then issue two of the part Department of Truth, which I've really enjoyed this um, a lot so far. Although I will say, issue two I was a little disappointed with only because it didn't, I didn't feel like it moved the story along as well as I would have liked. Um, it almost was like a, it was like the first issue kind of got you going. And then the second issue took a step backwards as almost like a flashback kind of, um, 
Were they so not I'm hoping for introductory first pages within it in a Kirby style? <laughs> no, <laughs> not like that. It's just where are we now? We're here. I just felt like to me they set it up really well in the first issue where it was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is this is what's going on. This guy's getting involved in this department of truth, which sort of investigates and tries to like organize what is the truth because the truth is malleable depending on how many people believe something. If enough people believe a conspiracy theory, it becomes true. And so they have to, this department of truth has to sort of like fix things. And so I thought they set that up really well. But then the second issue is sort of like a lot of backstory on the character that gets involved in it. And I'm just like, I don't really care. Like, I just want him now to go out on, on X files sort of. Yeah. You want to see it. Yeah, go do do be the Department of Truth, be an agent, you know, and and so I'm hoping that they move a little quicker moving forward with it, but we'll see. Uh, but but uh, it's written by um, uh, what's his name, James Tinian the Fourth, um, and I really think he's becoming like, I think he's like going to be the next big writer. Uh, he's writing detective comics, I think, right now, or Batman, mm-hmm. one or the other, right now. Um, but I, I think he's doing some really interesting stuff. And one of the books that he, I think, he wrote um, is it came out this week. It's called uh, Punchline, and it's a character that spun off of his uh, a Batman run, the Joker War run, which I haven't read, mm-hmm. and I don't really know anything about the character. But I did read that issue because I had gotten some really good reviews. And it's it's a really interesting book um, about this character, Punchline, who's kind of like a Harley Quinn character where she's obsessed with the Joker, evidently. Mm-hmm. But then um, this whole issue is sort of about like how she got obsessed and how she became radicalized. And it's very... Pres- it's very uh you know um meaningful in this day and age when there may be oh i don't know 70 million people in this country that have come under the spell of a very uh you know charismatic lunatic so it's it's an interesting book from that perspective something you know i don't think you see a lot of out of dc comics um is sort of that sort of uh, a spin on things but uh yeah really really good stuff uh this week i thought or last week, I should say. Uh, you know, I um, I never read uh, Lucifer. Is this is this the Lucifer from? Not the, really. Not really. Um, oh, I oh no, I don't believe so. Okay, the, this felt a lot like the Lucifer from the TV show in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's more like the Lucifer from the TV show, which is not that much like the Lucifer from the comic book Lucifer. That's that's kind of what I've I've been able to piece together. That's like the one like remotely comic book type show I can get my wife and I to watch together. She actually likes Lucifer. It's, I really like Lucifer too. I mean, it's yeah. you know, it's a it's cop fun. drama. It's a, it's a, it is a, it is a it's moonlighting police, you know, uh, procedural. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's moonlighting with the devil. Yes, instead of Bruce Willis, it's yeah, you know, it's. Um, and finally, um, you know, you know who one of the chief writers on Lucifer is? I do not know. Mike Costa. I don't know who that is. Uh, he wrote uh, G.I. Joe Cobra. He was uh, Ryan Brown's best friend from high school. 
Oh, okay. You know Mike Costa. You've read Mike, Mike Costa's work before. He did that really cool uh, G.I. Joe Cobra issue that, that read front to back as a mirror. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's... he's, he's uh, yeah, he's written. sorry. I couldn't. Sorry, I couldn't help you name drop, Chris. Uh, I'm not name dropping. It's just it's like I'm that uh, mentioning Justin, that there is a comic book writer that uh, that is one of the lead writers on that show. It's just like that Justice League United episode where uh, unlimited episode where Lex Luthor takes over the Flash's body and rips the mask off. And he's like, oh, I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Finally, I can find out who the Flash is. He's like, I don't know. I have no idea who this is. <laughs> yeah, that is always an interesting thing of like, we're going to unmask Batman. But it's like, well, what if he was just some dude? Like, out of millions of people that live in, in Gotham City yeah. and not. And be like, it's a guy. It's just a guy. Yeah. Well, a dude that works at UPS. Yeah. Well, I mean, Watchmen, that was the Rorschach thing. It's just like, right. it's like, like some who? weird guy. Which, you know, is much more likely to be than a billionaire playboy yeah. philanthropist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not gonna be it's not gonna be Howard Hughes, it's gonna be Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, oh, oh wow. Bang. Uh when is the second issue of Rorschach coming out? I'm looking forward to that. After I don't remember. Man, they're squeezing the the really squeezing the orange on, on his stuff. I saw uh, the strange, uh, uh, strange adventures. Is that what he's working on now? Uh, the the like director's cut edition. It's like it's only like six Dude, issues. Oh yeah, got, like director's cut. <laughs> yeah. I I tweeted. Uh, I saw that and I I tweeted a thing out. I kind of giving him shit because in like the first page of it, there's a there's a panel where you know it's like it's it's with him. It's with uh, Adam Strange and his wife and and. You know they're they're gonna have sex on whatever the, the Thanagar or whatever, and um, the 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 writing is like, you know, very simple. You know, it's very, very <laughs> sort of and and it's like, man, this is that Eisner Award winning, winning. <laughs> next level time. writing, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Adam so Strange and his wife do it. it for our new Basically, that's what he said. Like they get it on or something. They yeah. do it. They do it. Yeah. Would it I'm make uh, Would it make bulging trousers? Our new uh, comic book. Uh, it was not nearly podcast. hot enough. Not no. nearly sexy enough for that. No, my friend. No way. Bulging trousers. Bulging. I forgot. Yeah, you, yeah. We we've talked about this. My wife's favorite podcast is Heaving Bosoms. It's a it's a romance romance podcast. Heaving so. bosoms. <laughs> The, the hottest sex wife, scenes from comedy. I think your wife's trying to tell you something, Chris. I'm I've, just saying. Perhaps so. <laughs> she seemed pretty excited about the whole uh, bulging trousers podcast. She's like, mm, crossover. <laughs> I, I think we can't even do this podcast successfully. I don't think we yeah. can prepare a second. No, no, no. Barno's like, you would. That would be awesome. And just like, there's no way that Tom, Sal, and I are going to start reading romance anything. Yeah, I mean, if you go back and read like nineteen forties, like Kirby romance comics. Those have got to be amazing. Um, no, I bet, they are. I bet they are. I bet the. How many introductory pages he has in there? I wonder. <laughs> All the introduction you need. Chapter three. I know we just did this a couple pages ago, but we're doing it again. <laughs> 
Um, oh, so I had a question for you guys. I popped uh -oh. in my head up. As I was driving home today, I wanted to ask just because I thought it might spur some funny uh, discussion. But um, so we are, we've obviously all we've been friends with some pretty big name comic book creators over the years. Don't go name dropping. No, no. But if there were if there are any creators that like, and we've met a bunch, we've obviously interviewed a bunch, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. But is there any other that one you? you've never gotten to know that you wish you could like be friends with. And then are there any out there that you think that you couldn't be friends with and not because like they're dicks, but like they wouldn't be interested in, in, in being friends with you. Mm. I mean, friends is a hard question. The answer to both is John Byrne. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Tom? The answer to both is John Byrne. <laughs> You'd like to be friends with John Byrne, no. but there's no he chance. Not, no chance he wants to be friends with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's definitely not the. That's definitely not the answer to either one of those questions. No. <laughs> it would be funny to try. And or, or, or let, let's put it this way: name a creator that you think you could be friends with, hmm. that would want to be friends with you, and oh. then name a creator that you think wouldn't want to be friends with you. Will Pfeiffer. That's come on. Will is your friend. That's I know, that's, and he's one of the few conflict creators that could probably fucking tolerate me. <laughs> I'm just thinking about personalities. Um, I mean, the second question's a trap. Is everyone would want to be friends with me? Well, of course. Yeah. So it would have to be like a they're a, a fault in the there would have to be something wrong with them i mean yeah exactly so it's yeah. like yeah, yeah so they, 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 you know sal's sal's answer is is the same person i probably <laughs> no it's not well rob, rob no, life it's not oh it's shaken oh no god no i don't uh no i well really i love howard chankin's work i really enjoyed talking to howard mm-hmm I don't know that I'd want to be his friend, and I guarantee he wouldn't want to be my friend. See, all right, so I got. But I don't part. know that I would want to be his friend necessarily. Yeah. Like, what would you guys do? You guys like go get like? Yeah, I don't. I'm just not. I don't think I'm curmudgeonly enough to be Howard Chankin's friend. Like, I, I, you know what I mean, or or like witty or interesting enough to be his friend. And I don't think I would enjoy. Like, I would enjoy sitting down with Howard. For an hour and talking, mm. but I'm not gonna like hang out with Howard Chankin. You know you what I mean? Like that's not all to get him out of the bar. Yeah, I don't. I just think I. I just think he's not actually fun enough. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, I don't think he's that fun of a guy. I don't think mm -hmm. he. I mean, I think. I think he likes to be a a little more miserable than I would like to be. Yeah. So I don't think like, I would. Oh, great! Howard is bringing down the vibe again. Yeah. He's got to be, yeah. be like Howard. No, the guy, the guy he's that I ruining everybody's fun. Yeah. Well, this would go back in time. I would love to hang out with Darwin Cook. Well, Darwin would be a guy that I think I could be, could have been friends. Oh with. yeah, for sure, for sure. We would have probably fought at some point, but I think I yeah. could have been friends with him. You do that with your friends. Yeah, <laughs> the guy that I think I would like to be friends with, but there's no chance in hell, mm -hmm. is is Neil Gaiman. Like Neil Gaiman would never, like he would, 
despise me, especially if I had had more than two cocktails. I think Neil Gaiman would mm-hmm. absolutely hate me. <laughs> you know who you would get along well with? And you would oh, hate we got, it? We got oh. two times. Oh, shit. <laughs> We've we entered. There's two president elects. We got two president elects. Our worst nightmare. Yeah. Constitutional <laughs> um, crisis. Yeah. Like, I, you guys would not see eye to eye on stuff, but a guy that I would see you, like, actually getting along with, despite the political stuff, you and, like, Chuck Dixon would get along. I don't I've, ne- I've never really known him that well, but. Yeah. yeah I mean, he's, he, he's kind of a, kind of got that, like, Hemingway vibe to him. It's like, you know, like run down a bear and, you know, like rip its heart out with his teeth kind of thing. Yeah, I can see that. I get along with that kind of guy. Sure, yeah. sure. I'm trying to think, like, well, Tom, it's obviously Carmen Infantino. I mean, they were. Yeah, we oh, were you got to together. That could have been a buddy, buddy. <laughs> we were tight. <laughs> that could have been a sitcom. That was that we didn't get a mic on that is still the biggest travesty ever. Uh, not every not everything needs to be recorded, you know. Yeah, I just oh to be a fly on the wall then. Uh, he just told me I was full of shit. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> I wonder, like Tom, would you like would you want to be friends with like Stan Lee? No, I can't imagine you wanting like no. that. Getting no, <laughs> definitely not. No, <laughs> I would. I'm imagining myself hanging out with like 1978 Stan Lee and just being like, oh, "Jesus Christ, like <laughs> this guy's a fucking mess." <laughs> it's like, oh God, can you like shut up for like one second? <laughs> Oh my god! Just talking, 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 talking. Shut up! Shut up! Why did I see? Did I see something this week that uh, that Marvel is putting a moratorium on using the word Excelsior on anything? I, I feel like I saw that come up in a news feed. Could be. Yeah. What do they put it on? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I I don't need read enough Marvel comics, but it's a, I I need to search that. But yeah, I saw that come up. It's like they they're going to stop using Excelsior in in anything. So bury it. It's done. Yeah. Even though I did speaking of like throwback stuff, uh, God, what was I reading? Um, it was something the other day, and it actually had editor's notes on it. It was a new, it was a new comic, and it had editor's notes in it. Are you stop trying to stab me? Nah. Yeah. So yeah, well, wait, wait, Chris. What was your answer for who you? Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, Darwin Cook is someone, like, you know, Greg like, Rucka, <sighs> possible. Sure, well, that's the answer to both. <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, probably. The truth is that for all of us, the and the this is the same answer by its nature. <laughs> kind of, yeah. None of them. <laughs> yeah. be like, oh God, great. I they am. I Couple creators that, and so are you guys, and and that's that's good enough for me. You know, it's you know, it's yeah. They're they're all fucking whiny crybabies. I don't you know. You're not missing anything out yeah. like not being friends with yeah. the comic creators. They're yeah. nothing special. 
Yeah, they're, they're, they're just, just like any other asshole. They just happen to draw a right shit. Yeah, right? they're just make, making shit up all the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, they're just normal. It's like you know, I I legitimately consider Andy Parks a, a friend. You know, and that's it's funny. He said that he does not he, missing anything he, by yeah. not being Andy Parks' friend. You were not <laughs> missing a damn thing by not being Andy Parks' friend. It's funny because I heard the opposite from him. Uh, so it is. That's the answer to both questions. Then, yeah, yeah, I'm. I don't want to be friends with any comic book creators. Do you think Darwin would have liked you, Chris? Well, you met Darwin before, right? Yeah, we met him. I met him out uh, in San Francisco at. um, You'll see me in my pajamas. Um, Out at uh, Isotope Comics. So, this Mm -hmm. is. I don't know if you can see that. Probably not. It's a little Darwin. You You didn't become fast friends. We didn't. No, no, no. I embarrassed myself. I got. I was. I had been drinking. Um, I oh, did. Have, no. I had a big Farley moment, not with Cook, but with Bruce Tim. It was legitimately. You remember that time you did Batman: The Adventures? And Do you remember? Yeah, Batman. The you animated. remember Batman, Batman: The Animated Adventures? Those were really cool. I enjoyed those. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember yeah. making that? So I yeah so I had I had a Farley moment with with Bruce Tim but not not with Darwin Cook um, yeah he actually um, signed my copy of New Frontier um, but did not oh, like him. He, begr- he begrudgingly did it yeah. begrudgingly no he was he was he was fantastic you never seen I mean that that it was a WonderCon. And I, he was basically the like the the big name. It was like it was it was a gigantic convention that was a big party for how awesome Darwin Cook was. And James Syme and and the folks at Isotope had a signing on like that Saturday of the convention. And I mean, basically the the comics community in San Francisco was throwing a gigantic Darwin Cook party. He was in a pretty good mood, and you yeah. ruined it. I did not ruin it. I may have slightly <laughs> Tim of the evening. <laughs> and you drove Bruce Tim out of the party. Let me uh, tell, I want to tell I you. That, I think his parting words were, because of this guy, I will never draw a comic ever again. Thanks a lot, Chris. Good job. Uh, please, someone get me a cab. This guy <laughs> will not leave Uber. me alone. It was pre-Uber. So... <laughs> That was a good night, though. That's a neat. Uh, have any of you guys been out to that shop? Nope. Nope. Neat, neat comic shop. It's a, it's a good one. It's. Uh, I've only been out to San Francisco twice, and um, and that's. It's an awesome comic book shop. Hi, Parker. Watch out. Hmm. Watch out! Giant rabbit just came in. Yep. Yep. How's Zeus doing? Good. Yeah. Very good. He's getting old. Yeah, he's like seven. No, he's got to be older than that. Really? He's only seven. Uh, you got Parker's almost twelve now. Yeah, we didn't get him. I mean, too close. Okay. Nice. He was dog talk on around comics. Duh. Dog talk. Mm-hmm. All right, boys. Are we? Uh, is this? Uh, we got anything else? I think today? this. I got it. Um, my, one of my uh, kids is running around reminder, upstairs. Uh, reminder on Tom's uh, uh, <laughs> trade box pick. Tom, trade talks. Oh, yeah. Prez. The new one. (laughs) Way to sell it. Volume one. The new one. Volume one. We might know. um, Maybe uh, our current president will concede by then. I doubt it. 
<laughs> so it'll still be <laughs> pertinent and uh, relevant to our times. Uh, so who, yeah, who, I mean, uh, if you, who wrote this one? Um, I want to say Mark Russell. I forget. I I don't right. have it up in front of me. Mm -hmm. I figured, dude, the, the art is really odd. I want to say it begins with a B. The name begins with a B. Well, I know I know one easy way to find it. Ben uh, Caldwell. Yes. Okay. Uh, Great book. Very funny. Very much Sal like the Jimmy Olsen book. Uh, Sal started in uh, uh, around comics trade talks shop over at Amazon. Um, Sal it's not a shop. It's, it's a huh? book club. It's just a oh. book club. You okay. don't have to... Yeah, I mean, you can just sign up for free, and and basically, it um, two things it you can keep track of what the current book is that we're reading, and then you can also uh, look at books that we've done in the past. You can obviously buy them from there if you want. If you want to buy from Amazon, there's links there. You can buy any of this stuff, um, but it's it's just a book club, and and you can you can also make suggestions if you sign up uh, for the book club. You can make suggestions that we would you know read uh, books that you would suggest so um but yeah it's it's on amazon I, I tweeted it out the link a few times it's kind of a longer link so i can't really tell you what it is but i think mm -hmm. um if i think if you just like search google for amazon book club around comics you probably find it okay um oh. otherwise go to our twitter page at twitter.com slash around comics and i've tweeted it a couple of times from there great great my answer is alan moore I'd want to be ball. friends with Alan Moore, and I would never mention comics ever. No, just talk about like magic and shit. I don't know. He magic. seems like a bit, yeah, you know, he's just like an interesting guy. Yeah. I would never ask him anything. Just, I would never. I would never ever even like. I'd be like, oh, you wrote comics? You wrote surprise? Yeah, surprise. What are those? Like, what are comics? Seems like childish bullshit. <laughs> I only watch comic book movies. Yeah. Do any good ones? Just trade beard tips with him. Oh yeah, magic. But uh, for real, I'd love to talk to Alan Moore and never mention Cam. I just sure. He seems like a very smart man. It yeah. does seem very interesting. I could not talk to Alan Moore and not talk to him about comics. That would be impossible. That would be a complete waste of fucking <laughs> existence of my existence if I I'd had like, the opportunity to talk to Alan Moore. I would I would have to kidnap him and make him talk to me about comics. I watch out for that magic though, man. Put the yeah. put the evil eye on you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've been cursed before. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, if you would like to contact the show, you can do so by emailing us. And we love the listener emails. You can email us at uh, info at aroundcomics.com. You can uh, check in with us on the Twitters and the Facebooks and the TikTok and wait, do we Still no, still no TikTok. Oh, we're working on that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the TikTok is all just old video of Chris being drunk and embarrassing himself with comic book professionals. There's I've a lot taken of pictures. That's all it is on TikTok. So. A lot of footage. <laughs> just like drunkenly staggering towards a comic book creator and being like, you remember the thing you're most famous for? <laughs> it was awesome. It was I awesome. It was good. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty good. Much. I've puked in a lot of trash cans and a lot yeah. of towns in this in this country. Hey, I've had it the other way around. I've had drunken combo creators come up to me. Oh, of course. And, yeah. and and be like, call you a piece of shit. <laughs> no. Listen, you piece of shit. Listen, Jack. No, I shut I've, your I've, fucking mouth. I've had one combo creator threaten me. Um. Mm. Mm. 
That oh, was here's another question. Uh-huh. What comic book creator do you think you could beat up? Oh. And which one do you think you couldn't? Oh, absolutely Mike Norton. Um you, you could, could or you couldn't? No, he would he would kill me. Uh. Um, <laughs> um I mean Seely's kind of wiry. Um oh he can't throw a punch. Come on. Yeah, yeah. He's a pacifist. Well, that's my answer is Seely, and I couldn't beat up Norton, but if they actually combined into Master Blaster. <laughs> wow, Tim's not that small. Yeah. It's like Crane <laughs> inside the giant Mike Norton. <laughs> I had Brian Azarello threaten me. No, but I was terrified. He would he's the kind of guy that would like even if I physically like sort of you know dominated him, he would like rip my throat out with his teeth. Yeah. Or he'd like poison you. Yeah, <laughs> like eight months later. Well, you know there's a razor yeah. in that shoe. <laughs> what? You know there's a razor blade in that shoe. Yeah. You'd be For like, sure. while you're beating me up, I injected you with a poison. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> what a way to go. Then, yeah, Tom's I, answer is also Carmine Infantino. Also Carmine Infantino. When he was oh, alive, yeah. I could beat him up. <laughs> what comic book critic could I beat up? Oh, what's the oldest living one? <laughs> I don't know. Arthur Adams. Arthur Maurice Adams. Severson. Maurice Severin. <laughs> Ra- Ramona Fraden. <laughs> 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 Also, razor blade in her shoe. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to pick like the like the easy guess here. Yeah, Louise Simonson would whip your ass. <laughs> yeah, just whip my ass. <laughs> I also had Scott. Wait, what's his name? The the guy uh, Snyder, Scott Snyder. Mm-hmm. He came up to me drunk as shit in a bar and and somehow knew who I was and was asking for me, but I don't know why. I couldn't understand anything he was saying. He was so hammered, and I walked away. Did you tell him that you hated his work on Three Jokers? (laughs) No, but I would the next time I see him. It'd be like, I didn't fucking write Three Jokers. (laughs) Maybe that's why he came up to me. I didn't write it. I didn't write it. Remember that you had a dream? You hated John Cassidy for years yes. because you had a dream that he stole your bike. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, oh. That's not true. That is mm-hmm. Tim Seeley had a dream mm-hmm. that John Cassidy stole his bike. I didn't have a dream. I w- had a drunken memory that John Cassidy was an asshole to me in a conversation but then after i thought about it i realized you i the was the drunken <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yeah that happens a lot in life and like, and i can't figure out why he put up with me for so long <laughs> in this conversation he must be a really nice guy yeah, yeah he must, he's probably super nice <laughs> like, no but seely was mad at him because he had a dream that he stole his bike. Seely's okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I just I I did not like John Cassidy for a long time because I had the memory that he was a dick to me. But then, as I started to actually think about the events of the night, I realized he didn't do anything wrong. I was just a drunken asshole, <laughs> and, and for some reason, he 
talk to me for probably 40 minutes. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right, guys. I have to go up as I hear one of my kids running around upstairs. All right. All right. Bye, Tom, Tom. Good night. Bye, President-elect Caters. Bye-bye. We'll see you next week. Let's All unify. Right. Unify everything. Ultimate unifier. Then... <laughs> All right. Yes, so. All right, Sal. Um, so anyway, so uh, so people uh, out there watching, uh, this is also an audio podcast. So if you like to, you know, put something in your in your earbuds whenever you're out jogging or walking around or you know out wall mall walking or whatever, you can do that on the. Uh, but I know I got that one messed up. Uh, you can uh, do that through the audio podcast. Uh, we have this as a live stream on now. We've moved to Tuesdays, 8 o'clock Central Time, just because it fits into our old white man, uh, middle-aged lifestyles a little bit better than Sunday night. And uh, then you can uh, archive this up at the old YouTubes. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Yep. Yep. Um, you get everything. And wherever podcasts are found. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, please, uh, you know, like Chris said, send us emails at info at aroundcomics.com. You can write us reviews at iTunes.com. Those are always helpful. Uh, we still get, every once in a while, I still get a tweet or a mention. People are like, oh, you guys are back doing podcasts. So, Oh, tell your friends. Really- tell your neighbors. Yeah, tell your friends. Tweet about it. Please share it on Facebook. If, if you know, because you guys have followers probably that, may not know that we're back that maybe listen to us at one time or another and and aren't aware that we're we're putting out shows again we've been doing it all year so yeah please help us out and and share the the show with with your followers so that more people can listen and and uh, enjoy our silliness absolutely all right always fun brother yes you too sir have a good uh rest of your week and uh i'll see you next week democracy now uh in in between time uh, in the meantime, are we still are we still doing that? Yeah, we'll, we'll be back next Tuesday. In the meantime, in between time, we'll be everywhere in and around. Got